Hey, Travis. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, I understand you want to maybe just give a little update from the Secretary-Treasurer's office. Was that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. So as we wrap up 2019, I just felt it um, very important that I give a consistent message, um, not only for some information that it's come out in the past, but for uh, 2020. It's going to be okay. a great year. Okay. So where, where do you want to start? I just want to go over a few topics, um, and I'm going to try to keep this short, and I appreciate everybody for taking the time listening. Um, the first one is our investments. So for everybody's knowledge, your uh, extra money, the money that we have in our war chest, if you will, is um, called our reserve. And that reserve now is um, in a uh, stock market type account. And so um, Mike White before me did a great job of building that up to a pretty significant amount. We used a large chunk in our last arbitration, um, but now we're continuing to build that up. And it's a protected account that only can be accessed by vote of the membership. Um, our budget committee and our executive board went through the processes of interviewing three companies, um, and those companies are strategic um, plan investment companies. So uh, we selected one. We now have a five-year plan, um, which we've been following pretty diligently for three years, and uh -huh. so those accounts are growing nicely. Uh, how would you classify the type of account or portfolio that it's in? The reserve fund is in a very conservative account. Mm -hmm. um, the, it's nice, the company that we chose to um, take care of our finances is very, very union friendly, um, has a large labor um, background and represents about 45 different unions. So I'm very excited, uh, Sean Scott at Scott Wealth, Wealth Management is who we use. So, but very conservative. So we're starting to do some more accounts with him as well. Okay. So you didn't really see the type of returns, like the 25% type of returns a lot of people may have gotten in deferred comp. That's not, where, that's not really what we're after with that, but it's it's much safer way of holding everybody's money than something that may be so vol as volatile as some of those other types of um, index funds and so forth. Um, and I'll add to that just that every single, every month in the membership, uh, general membership and also the e-board meetings, Travis goes over all of the, the accounts and anybody who really is interested in where the money is, how it's being used, and which line item it's in is always available to the membership. Yep, okay. correct. Anytime you want to know anything about our accounts, um, whether it be the reserve, the beneficiary, our local account, any of the businesses, um, I would love for you to get a hold of me and I can answer questions over the phone or even better yet have you into the union hall where we can sit down on my computer and open up anything you want to know. Okay. So it's your Good. money. So what else What else you got? Um, rolling right into this money thing, I want to talk about the credit union. Mm. Uh, the credit union has uh, been a passion of mine for, well, over a year now. And so I'm very excited to f see where we're going. It originally started out by building from scratch our own um, credit union and has evolved into rechartering a credit union that... Uh, is not in a growth pattern. So we've been contacted by multiple credit unions at this point, and so we're just in discussions to make sure that if we recharter a current credit union, it's the best fit for both. 
And so I'm very excited about where that's for, where for that's both going. meaning for us and for the current credit union. Correct. Correct. Okay. The nice thing, uh, we're working currently working with a credit union up north. And the nice thing about that is they're very healthy, um, but they understand that that the healthiness of their credit union is only going to last for so long because as their community is getting smaller, um, other big, large, flashy uh, credit unions are coming in. Um, partnering with us would make really good sense for their current members. Mm -hmm. And then um, it would become a firefighter credit union only credit union where we could um, take all those profits and returns and put them back into programs okay. that would benefit us. And still working with Tualatin Valley on that project? Correct. Yep, working uh, with Tualatin Valley, their secretary treasurer, is on our credit union team as well as um, some very um, sought-after credit union CEOs and right. office managers from other credit unions. So very excited. I think that one of the myths that I've heard recently out there is that somehow we would be putting our local and our locals money at risk by doing a project of this type with a credit union or rechartering um, that will never happen under my watch and so please rest assured that um, the two are not connected actually mm -hmm. most firefighter credit unions the board is made up of um, only community members and so we would huh. be one of the first that would be heavily made up with um, huh. firefighters but also community members as well um, is there anything you can add timeline-wise, or is that still nope. too? Okay. The timeline's up in the air. I just We're going to make sure that uh, Travis Shipman isn't going off the rails and doing all this stuff by himself. We're going to make Thank sure goodness. we have the right approvals, <laughs> and we're not putting any of your union dues in, at jeopardy. Um, Stay on the rails. I'm staying on the rails. Okay. So. All right. Yep. So Thank that you. seems like it's just chugging along. Like everything, it takes time. Yep. Make sure it's done right, et yep. cetera, et cetera. Yep. Okay. Um, in the money and the investment kind of portfolio topic, um, I also wanted to talk about the building. We have a building that we're currently only using one floor. It's a, uh, we have a full basement and a full upstairs, um, and we're using one third of the building. So um, we've done the work to get multiple bids, uh, had plans drawn up, and then I recently went out to a um, commercial realtor, and um, she came in, looked at all of our plans, uh, looked at um, what we were going to do with the remodel, and so she was able to give me a pre-construction um, estimate, or estimate or market value, and then also taking into consideration what the remodel would look like afterwards. Um, she also gave me a post-remodel market analysis, and uh -huh. so I will be presenting those um, estimates and those dollar amounts to the executive board. Um, and if I can pull a financial package together, I think it's very smart for us to remodel, mm -hmm. have a three-story building mm -hmm. that we could then um, use or rent out in the future and then buy our own credit union, which um, ultimately would expand our net worth assets and growth. Right. And I've heard some things about this as well. It's not a topic I talk about a whole lot. But there is some of the concern about, well, is the building too old? Do we want to get a new building? Da, da, da. I mean, ultimately, it's an investment, and it can be used however we want. The truth is Portland's growing. Foster is, is changing. Um, that particular piece of property where we currently are is going to continue to, to escalate in value. Mm -hmm. So whether we do the remodel or not, it's going to continue to go up. But you do it turns into a whole different class of, of building. And if it does turn into be 
something you want to flip and turn, turn into a new building somewhere else, that can be done as well. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of bang for your buck by doing the remodel. I mean, that's that's my understanding. Exactly. I will, um, based on the the cost estimates of the bid for the total construction. Which is not cheap. Um, not cheap, but I will um, be able to double that investment right. by when we sell it at the end. And, you know, one of the things that we have to look at is the HVAC system was put in 1986. It's work- currently working at 68% capacity. Um, we've already had plumbing fail that's still galvanized. Our electrical meter is at the pole in the street, and we recently moved the gas meter from the basement to the outside of the building. So a few of these um, things that are also large cost um, are very expensive that need to be done anyway. So doing it alongside a remodel actually makes uh, sense. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. All right. Uh, one three two three the OHSU study. So we did our OHSU study. It went really well. Um, the information that came back was not as conclusive as I would have liked. But at the end of the day, these professionals weren't able to a hundred percent answer the question: which schedule is healthier? One of the things that they were able to do is break up that question into three parts, and they answered one one part very well, and which is. Um, on a cognitive um, response level, which is healthier. And so the models came back. I'm very excited about that work. And so based on the contract language that's already been agreed to, we'll have a trial period um, committee built. The day the contract is ratified, we'll start that process of getting a trial period for Portland Fire and Rescue. Yeah, so essentially, contractually, the, the committee needs to be formed. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how that goes, the trial period needs to be instituted by the end of the contract. Correct. And ho- hopefully, obviously, earlier. As I mentioned before, things happen at an agonizingly slow pace sometimes. Um, certainly when you add the word committee in there. But um, hopefully uh, the, the administration and the local will be on the same page and try and get it together pretty quickly. I, I imagine some of the... Um, stumbling blocks, maybe figuring out SAP or some of the administrative things more than actually flipping over people to work in a different schedule. Correct. There will be some of those issues. Uh, One question that comes up with this trial period a lot is, why did I, Travis Chipman, Secretary Treasurer, um, go rogue and uh, pick the 1323 over the 4896? Um, I could spend a long time talking about every detail of why that decision was made. Um, but there are very basic, basic bullet points. One, uh, one three two three um, is cheaper than the forty eight ninety six. The forty eight ninety six has a FLSA implication of about four hundred ninety thousand that the city will never, ever, ever be willing to pay. Okay. Um, the second bullet point is uh, forty eight ninety six is a very bad stance when it comes to negotiations and hours per week. The third is. And probably the most important is it's the worst, healthiest schedule out there. The 48. The 4896. And so for all of those reasons. That's going to be controversial. Not everyone's going to agree with you on that, (laughs) I've got to say. Correct. And you're right, Kyle. I think it is controversial. But when we talk about actual health and wellness, not how it makes you feel or not uh, total time off or not uh, your your personal family life situation, I'm talking circadian rhythms, 
the ability to recover, uh, adding in traders or call shifts, how that overall work time mm -hmm. um, is instituted, uh, it's hands down the worst, healthiest schedule. Physiologically. Physiologically, yeah. So that's how I've arrived to that um, that conclusion. Okay. The one thing other that you didn't mention that I just popped into my head was another benefit of the one three two three is the Kelly day schedule for that. And correct me if I'm wrong. Remains to twenty four forty eight. Correct. So there are some people who have had that issue, whether for whatever reason, childcare, divorce issues, they need the twenty four forty eight. You know, leave that door open for people if that's a really critical issue for your mm -hmm. personal life. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's um, it's definitely a benefit that's come up with the one three two three. Okay, so all right, I think the last thing we just want to go over is the contract. And right now we're out of contract. We've been out of contract since July one of two thousand nineteen. We went through our one hundred and fifty days of bargaining, our mediation, and now we are technically, technically in the cooling off period, um, which is thirty days. And just to be clear about that cooling off period is 30 days until the choosing of the arbitrator and then the scheduling takes place after that which mm -hmm. is why that schedule is now out till april mm -hmm. everyone's got busy schedules even arbitrators um but yeah it would be great to avoid arbitration travis is a very positive person he's more he's he has more high hopes than i do but i would love to to be uh riding his coattails and getting this thing signed and avoiding that uh, confrontation with the city, if, if we can. We started down this path, and I'd like to thank uh, the purse committee, um, specifically Chris Riddell. I tasked him with a project that I didn't know what was gonna be the outcome or if it was possible, but he, uh, he gained a set of archive documents through the city of Portland that had to do with the 2006 PERS Reform Committee. And we were just panning for gold in that document. Um, and I believe that uh, we found some stuff in there that are hopefully gonna be able to protect our PERS members for the future, so. I hope so, I like these analogies. Yeah. I was looking for a silver <laughs> bullet and you were panning for gold. I'm panning for gold. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's interesting how uh, one rock has forced us to turn over about 30 ever 30 other rocks in the last 14 days and so we're being educated um, very very deep deep into the weeds about the purse system the funding models the difference of side accounts employer rates side accounts employer yeah. rates uh, rate of order um, I could go on with all this stuff but um, at the end of the day we are building a knowledge package that um, we're gonna take to the city and explain our position I have one one thing, yeah. just while we're talking to the membership out there. Before we take it to the city, I might try and we might try and get some of you guys out there to come in and have the, preferably people that know very little about PERS, preferably people that are OPSERP tier three members, and let us explain it to you and see if, if we can explain it in a way. Because it, it, is, it is very in the weeds and complicated. So um, that might be something we put a, a call out for in January to get you know four or five people over and see how it goes mm -hmm. that's great that's an awesome idea and i'm looking forward to that as well too so if you're interested reach out to kyle or myself and um when we get our written package completed um we'll for sure give you a call and set up set up a time to do that so what else you got uh the 
I don't want to steal your thunder, but the spring fling <laughs> uh, leap year dance is on the 29th. And um, Kyle, can you kind of tell us why we moved it into the spring? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously everybody knows it typically be in a holiday dance, even a Christmas dance at times. Um, and it was brought to my attention that, you know, it's a super busy time for, for members, for their families, lots of other parties going on. It's just a busy time. And we've always, not always, but recently struggled a little bit with getting uh, attendance. And the idea is, well, why don't we push it back, make it a spring, a spring dance or a spring formal, and that way we can hopefully get some more people out there. It's a really, it's a really fun time. Um, so it just kind of worked out. We looked and we saw that the 29th of February was a uh, weekend and it was the leap day. So it kind of just worked out that we'd have a leap dance. Um, so that's, we just kind of jumped at that and we'll see how it goes. It's a trial and hopefully uh, we'll have good attendance and people have fun and we'll see what we want to do the following year. I can add to that that, um, you know, in the past we've had different music situations, a live band and then uh, DJ. And as a lot of you know, uh, DJ Ron Rouse had been in, been the DJ for a long time and he's no longer doing that. Uh, we have a new DJ in the uh, membership, a newer guy, one of the, one of the twins. That's uh, Kevin Sunbaum. Sunboom. He's going to be doing the DJing this year, Boomer. I appreciate him stepping up. It's going to be great. And um, that's that's the update about the dance. Awesome. Um, just uh, two more quick things. One is um, we have a very large turnover at the executive board, uh, which is currently made up of 15 individuals. Uh, this year we'll be turning over five, but I would be remiss if I didn't take a quick minute uh, to thank those that are leaving. Um, Dave Muscoviak, you've been on it for two years now. Um, you've done a great job accepting all the special projects that you've been tasked with, and I appreciate your time. Matt Emery and Leo Call, your shoes are going to be very, very tough to fill. Leo, you've done an amazing job always questioning um, the big issues, staying very attached to the political stuff and communications, and you've been a huge resource. He could have spoke up a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Leah could have spoke up a little bit more. Um, Matt Emery has changed my uh, perception of the district rep responsibilities. And to the rest of the district reps, I apologize for that. But he has set the bar very high with his communication to his stations, his diligence, his uh, not missing an opportunity to get out there uh, and have those tough conversations with his, um, the members he represents. Well, you know, his predecessor really laid the groundwork for him. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike Spina who represents the port of Portland has been there for eight years and gone through some very, very difficult times, uh, transformed the labor, um, portion, uh, for the port of Portland and the relationships between our executive board, our yeah, membership. He's done a great job. He is just top notch. Um, and then lastly, but definitely not uh, least is Kyle McClower. I'd like to thank you for your time uh, bringing us into um, the 21st century, doing podcasts. <laughs> um, and I've never worked with someone that has the ability to learn what a is and then figure out b c d all the way through and not stop until uh, that mission is complete and i i really really appreciate what you brought to uh this membership and to the executive board um you're going to be missed thanks 
out with the old and with the new. Uh, David Farrell, welcome. He will be representing the port. Uh, Adam Troop will be new district rep. Kevin Smoot, new district rep. And Kyle Urig, new district rep. And then Sarah Merrick will be changing districts. So uh, those is a great group of people out there. Very excited to see what new and innovative ideas they bring to the table. Um, to replace Kyle McClowry, Rob Garrison, congratulations. Uh, tough election you got out there um, and put in a lot of work at the stations. And uh, we're excited to have you as a team and um, looking forward to see what you bring to the table and to the next negotiation cycle. So, Great. Anything to add on? No. That sounds good. I'm not going anywhere, folks. I'll still keep doing podcasts. I'll be involved working through the arbitration as need be. So uh, I'll be around. Great. Um, Last message. Kyle, can I go? Or you got anything more? I'm good. All right. Um, I sit on the equity committee. I sit on the safety committee. I'm part of the negotiations team. I'm your secretary treasurer. And I have the opportunity to hear a lot of members talk. one thing that I just would love for us to continue to be better at, and I think we've done a great job so far, is taking care of each other. That's at the station level, at the family level, at the officer level, in and outside of this union. And as we have these outside stresses uh, breach our lives, um, remember who we are and what we're doing there's not a lot of organizations around us that have a hundred percent membership right now, especially after the Janus decision. I'm very, very, very proud to say that our membership is a hundred percent strong. We are in total solidarity and, uh, let us do that bargaining work for you and making those fights. And if you have questions, please call, uh, rumors are very bad for this organization and, um, we have to be diligent about, staying on top of it if you hear a rumor and it doesn't seem right it doesn't make sense but someone's all up in arms about it it may not be you can check in i'm not going to give examples i have a couple but i've heard like where did that even come from and goodness knows where these things and how they start but if it doesn't seem right it probably isn't yeah well that's all i have kyle i really appreciate your time thanks Uh, i love everybody out there and uh Let's have an awesome 2020.